Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. And I am one of the many Matts. And this is Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things in 2018, 2019, not so much 2020, but 2021 for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Austin is, is pretty much everything and everywhere. Um, you have seen him certainly all across the internet um, doing a lot of open source projects, helping with really just the whole how do you get up and running in the crypto ecosystem, especially as a developer. Um, you can see him contributing to all kinds of things. Um, right now, I know you're working a lot on Scaffold ETH, which is really, really neat, and would love to hear more about that um, from you as well. But yeah, you're just kind of all around and everywhere and doing great things and such a joy to exist with. Um, and I, I really, I feel like you're a beacon of what the community should be. So hi, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> hearts, 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 man. Thank you. I, it, it just, you saying that I have flashbacks to, uh, like early Twitter days mm -hmm. when I found you and, uh, you, you were talking a lot about UX and I mm, feel like that was right. one of the things that like super inspired me to like, it, it, it at the time, I was just like building random things, trying to get into the space, mm -hmm. and I feel like that there was a signal there that was like, "Hey, you should focus on like UX and tooling mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and making just like the the things easier to use mm -hmm. instead of worried mm -hmm. about building a really good thing." Mm -hmm. And that I, that helped me a lot. Nice, yeah. I remember being really frustrated about the UX of both like the consumer side, but also the developer side because just getting up like one just educating oneself and like trying to understand what exactly this technology is was so hard um and then also building anything with it especially in 2017 was a lot of like just peeking around corners and being really uncertain all of the time um and so <laughs> there's so much setup yeah, yeah totally um and obviously that's gotten a lot better um you know certainly in in part thanks to your work thank you yeah it's it's a, the 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 thing that you're referencing is like the 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 learning curve is so steep and you you have to learn so much and get everything set up just right just to get to the point where you can start to tinker mm -hmm. and then when something breaks it's like it all falls apart and that was <laughs> you kind of reference scaffold eth and that was kind of the goal there is just like get them dangerously close to have the whole stack ready to go for them mm -hmm. so they can just tinker with some solidity and get some feedback in the front end like get a a real visceral experience with how the solidity feels mm -hmm. and then kind of work their way outside of the onion totally yeah oh, i like that idea working outside of the onion yeah because it is a bunch of layers and we're kind of building um perhaps a lego house of tooling and you know you want a, a fully built house to live in but at the same time like once you're ready you want to customize all that and you and you want a bouncer proxy mm -hmm. standing out front oh, for security shout out <laughs> wow <laughs> wow shout out to yeah I really enjoyed naming things. Uh, I still do, but that oh, one, that's, that's that like one I one quite of your liked. Superpowers. Yeah. Um, for context, bouncer proxies was this like idea of what we kind of ended up calling meta transactions. Slightly different, but same, same, but different. Um, and this Worth. was God. When was that? Eighteen, probably, maybe nineteen. And then you and I worked on it a bit, and it ended up becoming a uh, standard. And now we have the open gas network and things like that. So yeah, so much cool stuff has happened around meta transactions since yeah. then. And the and the TLDR is like you as the user just sign a message. Right. Like I want to go do this thing 
and someone else relays it and mm-hmm. that bouncer proxy was the guy it was the contract mm-hmm. on the other side and the bouncer was like checking to make sure that the signature was correct right. like he was making sure your name was on the list and right. if it was it would pay for your gas <laughs> yeah i i really liked the metaphor there but um but yeah i mean i guess how would you describe your role austin in like well one life but also the uh ethereum community <laughs> Uh, I think my role in life is to keep these two <laughs> little human boys that I have uh, <laughs> healthy and and my wife happy. But uh, within the ecosystem, uh, I, I see myself as kind of doing like I, I got into the ecosystem and kind of felt how hard it was to do things like you mm. had mentioned. So I, I, I wanted to make better tooling, but also make education and educational material around the tooling. But then also just like weird kind of kind of like inspirational builds, but like builds that like push the limits and also are kind of like combo moves mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. the 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 component is also a tutorial that is also a thing that someone could take off the shelf and make a product with or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So lots of lots of looking for those combo moves, the high leverage. What if we made a generic uh, NFT marketplace. There's nothing like that right now. How many weird marketplaces would get, you know, mm. forked from that? Mm-hmm. S- just thinking that way. And and now I'm sort of, I feel like getting to start to uh, have, I guess, like Uniswap drops and Gitcoin drops. Now that I am actually like funding developers and it's kind of turning the other way around where it was, wasn't just like uh, me building and me with tools and me trying to teach, but now I can be like, okay, you've got all the tools, you've got what you need. Let me just like stream some ETH to you mm-hmm. and, and you keep building these cool generic tools also. So mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. like now that that arm, that arm of Austin, <laughs> right. a funding arm. <laughs> that's really cool. And that's via Gitcoin, right? And the latest like GTC stuff. Can you tell us more about that? Yep. Uh, well, yeah. So so the GTC, GTC, basically they launched a governance token, mm-hmm. but more more like... Rolling back to probably the Uniswap drop is the one that has been able to help me fund other developers. Gotcha. But basically, like Uniswap does a Merkle drop, and anybody who has used Uniswap within the last couple of years, and I had burner wallets that had, you know, mm. I had phones laying around all over the place that had burner wallets on them that had uh, the the exchange mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for from ETH to Die. So I I got a bunch of Uni drop to me. So wow. then I was able to like slowly sell off some of that uni and then stream it to developers who have been building. Gotcha. And I think that there's n- now a new thing with Gitcoin where Gitcoin is kind of decentralizing themselves mm-hmm. and creating mm-hmm. uh, kind of a token around that. Right. Yeah. And I, no- I noticed you were one of the delegators or um, one oh, yeah. people that could be delegated to. And um, I bet that's been kind of fun. Yes, it's super interesting. There's like this whole governance process that has to happen. And right mm-hmm. now they're, mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out like the Akita owners right. have burned like that whole so much to Vitalik. Right. Vitalik Wait. sent it to the GTC multisig, and yep. then now we're voting on what we should do with it. Which wow. is really funny. I mean, do you uh, can you do you have a personal opinion that you want to voice? If not, like I know it's something that's kind of interesting. It's an interesting problem. Um because, so, yeah. I, <laughs> I I I will voice my opinion. I think I think that like w- so we took a vote and the vote was uh unfortunately everyone kind of was just like let's liquidate this and it was like <laughs> like market selling 
that many tokens with such little liquidity is just like such a bonehead move and Pretty i think chaos. it really kind of like it kind of like points out how like governance like what's wrong with right. all of us getting together to vote in tyranny the first place. of the masses perhaps <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah right yeah i mean i definitely tweeted some stuff where i was like hey i would prefer the most chaotic outcome of this scenario oh yeah right like i was, I was like, thinking we could do like mutual burning where we'll burn a little bit if they burn a little bit oh, like we fun. write a smart contract right yeah like like a commitment. put some gamification in there right. yeah yeah oh matt stevenson would yeah, love right, that right, right. Yeah. um oh he would yeah so so yeah what is your is the mutual burning your preferred approach so yeah i think that the obvious answer was to burn a whole bunch of it right. and have some left over and then be debating mm -hmm. like we mm -hmm. should have been we should have burnt a whole bunch of it and then we should be debating on what to do with the last little bit mm -hmm. and i think even with the last little bit instead of market selling and and causing a problem with uh, i would even like do some of the liquidity pool stuff that mm -hmm, people have mm -hmm. been talking about. Something a, a bit more DeFi. Provide, yeah. Right, right, right. Provide liquidity to the token, earn some fees. Maybe those fees could go to public goods like right off the top, kind of like the mm -hmm. R token kind of thing. Like mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. have a DAO invest the, the, the coins and then have the yield kind of redirected to, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, some kind of cool, credibly neutral public goods kind right. of thing. There's a lot of really creative ideas um, that you, I mean, because it's, it's half of the supply of this meme coin, which for me, the funny, the funny part about this whole discussion was how um, kind of hilariously, seriously, the meme coin people were taking this. Um, because I, obviously what, what's happening is they have a lot of uh, skin in the game. Um, yep. Which, you know, no comment, but like, was that a good idea? And... Um, <laughs> The this the vitriol in the comments from from some of those people, um, the accusations being thrown around, the like just sheer amount of stress that is clearly on their really minds. Really spicy. Really yeah, spicy. A lot, lot of spice. It's it's amazing <laughs> um huh. how aggro the comments from that community have been, at least on the one thread that I looked at. So single data point, but yeah. Um but it does seem that's, to be that that's like that's like the thing that I always think about, which is, you know, um, the sort of tribiness of mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. online, you know, e even without getting money involved is, is, you know, just look at like, you know, Elon fans or mm -hmm, Zack Snyder mm -hmm. fans or whatever fandom right. in general is so toxic just as a thing. Right. And then add in people's like lively, like add in their money. Right. That's, that's that. exactly Vitalik uh, had an interview, I think during Bitcoin week or whatever that was like, yeah, imagine like Coke and Pepsi gave shares to the people who drank that. Right. And like, yeah, of right. course you're going to have a fucking argument now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Dude, yeah, that, that Lex, that Lex podcast is worth a listen. Yeah. Oh, I really? listened to the I whole thing. It oh, okay. it's, Vitalik is is such a delightful human. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. and so the the sort of wildness to me about this whole conversation was that it's a meme coin. The entire point is that it is like chaotic neutral, right? It's like right. playing mm -hmm. with funny numbers. Like we, I get it. We made up all the numbers, and now we're like being really explicit about we made up all the numbers. Um, and then the amount of like seriousness going on in the comments was just hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, so I think like the best end result is that somehow this money gets used to fund public goods or, you know, some sort of, you know, credibly wholesome uh, <laughs> thing. 
but it is just kind of a wild situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that even even with the chaos, even with the the governance and the voting, like I hope that we can come to a place where it, you know, kind of we make them whole in some way and we right. still get some value out of it, but right. I don't I'm not steering the train. Right, I think right, right. it's a <laughs> Okay, it's not a train, that would be on rails. It's more of a boat. <laughs> yes, I'm not steering the boat. Right. It's a whole committee. <laughs> right. The train implies yeah, there's only but yeah, the boat can go anywhere. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Including around in circles, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really wild. Okay, cool. So that's really awesome that the uni airdrops, I guess, through your work on the burner wallets, which is a pleasant side effect of mm-hmm. the burner wallet concept, which super good. Yeah. Um, that you were able to get the Back uni- to UX. Right, exactly. Back to UX. Like burner wallets just decrease the friction to zero. Just like show up, you have wallet. And it really plays or really leans into that idea of like progressive security, which is, you know, something we're kind of seeing more and more these days. Ooh, I've got a f- another favorite Matt mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were at uh, rare AF, Ooh. you and Simon were in the front and I handed out, I still have some oh, actually yeah. sitting here on my desk. I have but that in my, they're like yeah. little cards yeah. with paintings, I but there's that. a QR code on the back. Yeah. And you shoot the QR code, and it brings up a wallet on your phone without any download or I anything. Remember this. And it shows the collectible. Mm-hmm. You can this. click the collectible and hit send. Yeah. And then Simon showed you his his QR code on his phone, and like you sent one to him, and it was that quick. It just showed up in the other wallet. Right. And you guys did the like live demo for the group. It was heartwarming and yeah. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was really fun. It was a peek into what the future could be. Right. I think that there's so much of that. I've, I've been thinking about like yeah. a side chain hackathon. Mm, then we'll mm-hmm. call it the future is here, <laughs> preparing people for like the what L2 UX is going to be Could like. Be and like try to right. Pretend like we're building on L2, which mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. some of them are going live pretty quick. Right. Yeah. The future maybe. Fingers here crossed. Soon. Fingers crossed. That's super fun. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. What? Um, that's actually. I mean, an incredibly nuanced topic is L2. But um, what are you personally excited for? And like regarding especially the things you care about which is like ux and the developer um experience like what are the things that you're really excited about it's like the like the secret move like right now you can you can mint an nft on matic and it will show up on OpenSea. Mm. like that secret move is so powerful mm-hmm. so so thinking thinking that through thinking through like okay with l2s like optimism and arbitrum and then combine that with like you're going to get fast, quick. You know the, the the withdrawal might be weird, especially for NFTs. But combine that with being able to ramp directly in, mm-hmm. you get that. You kind of get that instant. I've got funds. I'm in there. I I swipe a credit card. I've got ten dollars. I'm playing in the game. You know, like it, it can be very very instant and very quick if we have great ramps into good L2s. Mm-hmm. And just like I honestly, when I start thinking about, it, I go I my 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 head just kind of goes, I, I know it's going to be big, but I can't figure out exactly like what is going to happen. Right, we, we built a bunch of apps that will run there, but like the possibilities are going to be, it's going to go from like the, the, just the rich kids are able to play this game mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. all the way down the log tail. Anyone who wants to participate can now jump in and poke around. And totally. I, I, I don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm excited though. Totally. Yeah. I'm really excited for the, like the 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 bar the low the price floor of like activity because right now it's like if if you want to send any transaction like the economic value of that to the person has to be above some floor number which is you know non-trivial amounts of U.S. dollar at this point. Um, although these days it's a 
bit better. Um, but when that drops like near zero, such that like gas can be just straight up, um, you know, paid for by apps or, you know, we were talking meta transactions, like apps can just pay for the meta transactions of their users, zero questions asked because of the network effect activity. Like that's just really exciting because it means the economic activity that could happen um, does not have to be denoted so highly. For example, like microtransactions without like complicated um, protocol stuff, like microtransactions can just happen more. And so maybe you can bake that into um, some other thing. Like we're talking about stickers all over and over again. I should really just do the stickers <laughs> idea. <laughs> But like stickers becomes possible, like once you have um, transaction costs approaching zero. So would the sticker itself have like a yeah QR the code short on it, version or? of the sticker? Uh, imagine like a digital reaction sticker, and then you embed yeah. value, uh, so like a cent or twenty five cents or whatever, um, into the NFT sticker, and then as you react to something online, it transfers to the person who created it, um, or like you react to a post and it transfers to the creator of that post. And so you've basically just created a micropayment economy using emotion rather than like sending money to people. Um, and like, that's something, you know, that's a high volume situation that could only really work with very low transaction costs or some sort of, you know, construction that guarantees low transaction costs. Um, man, it's got my mind spinning. Yeah. I'm, I'm back. Also, I, I went on a tangent to Nifty Inc. Ooh, uh, Nifty Inc. Yeah, tell us about that. Burner wallets and meta transactions all in one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's it was like uh, it was it was the combination of if you just if you go to Nifty Inc. like on a like a tablet, like mm -hmm. just open up an iPhone and just type in Nifty Inc. Mm -hmm. You'll have like a drawing pad and you can draw and it records your drawing. And that goes to IPFS and is minted into an NFT. So you like your scribble, your your doodle is recorded into an NFT, but it's on a side chain, mm -hmm. right? So the, the trick with those cheap transactions, like you're saying, is we can pay for the gas for someone else. So when you land on the page, we generate you a burner wallet. You can draw. And then when you hit mint, you set a limit and you mint it. As soon as you mint it, uh, it goes through uh, the GSN to... Uh, relay the meta transaction and we pay the gas so from your point of view you just like open up a tablet you scribble some stuff you hit a name and a limit and you hit ink and it shows up as an nft in about 15 seconds and you can even set the price and you could so you could sell art without ever having to onboard into any system like with a burner wallet mm -hmm. uh on mm -hmm. nifty ink so yeah good uh, I don't, I don't. I was just thinking that was that was good for NFTs and meta transactions, but a, a solid shill too for for Nifty Inc. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> Nifty Inc. is so rad. And if you go and look at like what people have made, it's really neat. So that was built with Scaffold ETH, and that's like a, a an example of a like a real product you can make with this starter kit. Mm -hmm. So right. sometimes people think like the starter kit is like, oh, that's just for the basics, just for the like, babies. I'm going to yeah. move on, right? But then it's like, no, we can make real products with this that people will use too, and that's that's another kind of wing of things that we're trying to make. Who is we? Uh, well, that's a good question. I think it's a pretty loose group. Uh, it started. It started with just a few buddies, but then we're gonna we're kind of creating this thing called the Build Guild, nice. which is Biddlegiddle. Biddlegiddle. Right. But if you go there, you'll see that there's just a ton of generic components that have been created by uh, a bunch of us, including me. And you can even like f like just throw a couple builders into your shopping cart and throw a couple projects into your shopping cart. 
And when you hit fund, it sends ETH. And when you send ETH to uh, a builder, it just goes straight to their stream. Like I don't even touch it. I've deployed a contract that says it streams ETH at this rate. And then when they build something cool, they turn it in and withdraw some funds. So you can go to the build guild and you can fund the builders directly that are kind of building these generic components for the ecosystem. And so the Wii has gotten very loose for sure. People people uh, from the build guild can show up and build for a while and then disappear for months and come back. Like your stream basically just recharges after you pull from it. It's it's a neat little mechanic. Do you choose that? Like how do the builders come on board? Yep, for sure. So the, it, it's also the onboarding. Like I don't want to see any credentials. I don't want to have a coding <laughs> test. I mean, if you need to sit down and have like a mentorship session where I give you the mental model and show you the tools, like I definitely do that for good developers. Mm -hmm. But the real onboarding is you build something with scaffold ETH and you mm -hmm. throw it into our Telegram channel. So it's just basically like pick it up, grab a branch and take that branch, you know, 10% farther and paste it to us and and create something new and just by like the act of kind of creating things within the ecosystem mm -hmm. just kind of onboards you into the ecosystem mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some dude just posted like something the other day it, it was like this it was an intricate app though like they had built an intricate app it's like something you would see after a pretty decent hackathon and he posted in a chat and then like immediately all caps i'm just like did you just join the build guild and that's kind of how it works <laughs> <laughs> welcome builder yes yeah. Um, yeah, this is when, when, when I was like looking at what you're up to, this is the shit that really got me, um, excited and interested. It's so fun. I don't know. There's like, you've just somehow made it fun. It just looks fun <laughs> what it is. You know what I mean? And, um, it's like, I wish that I had the coding skills to do it just because it looks like something fun to do. So that's like. And and I hadn't, you know, I know you, but I ha somehow I hadn't heard of it before. And that's why I want to have you on the podcast so you can keep. And so then what is ETH.build then? <laughs> Dope. Uh, man, we're getting all the shills out. Hearts, no, hearts, I want hearts. you just to shill the whole thing because it's <laughs> I great. And I so don't much to shill. I feel like I don't see enough. Because here's the thing. It's like there's a real dichotomy, right, in the space between um well it's 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 playing out in the akita thing you know it's like the dichotomy between the shitcoin people and like the the just the people who are very much just uh monetary focused uh and then this whole other group of people you know i think exemplified by by the gitcoin folks for instance and it's funny that that that, that things have come to such a head there specifically but I don't know. I I don't have enough of this kind of stuff in my feed, and I want I want I want it to be more 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 more. So yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> more builders in the ecosystem. Exactly. To, to dive, there's even like a split. Uh, if we zoom in there on those developers between kind of like protocol devs and product devs. Right. And and like I admittedly am like not smart enough to be a protocol dev. <laughs> so so it's definitely like my my bread and butter is sort of the the product dev out there trying to, you know, come up with a new thing, a new financial mechanism, a new way to give artist royalties with NFTs, right? And hopefully just take something that gets you dangerously close that I already have in a GitHub repo. Right. And you take it the, the, the rest of the distance and, and get, uh, and get something made that's awesome on Ethereum. But ETH build, ETH build is, is, uh, a ETH build is a like 
very visceral experience. It's it's sort of like for non-coders, but there you can do a little coding in there. But it's like a it's like a workbench where you can drop in a private key, you can drop in a transaction, you can kind of wire the private key up to the transaction to sign it. Then you can take that and kind of hook it up to uh, a smart contract input. So it, it like lets you kind of like prototype Web3 things on mm-hmm. a very like boxy kind of wiring boxes together kind yeah, of way. Yeah, it's visual. It's like yeah. it's like um, if anyone has ever played with like Max MSP or something, it's like yep. it's visual and it has lines and boxes. And yeah, you that's very cool. So yeah, it's for people like me to start to try to understand the mechanisms and how they actually work. And then once, and and I kind of built it for myself and then just released it for people to use if they wanted to. But the reason why I built it for myself, other than just like making lots of cool dashboards, like I have a cool calc gas. Every every time I want to do any gas calculation, I grab it. But uh, Hmm. I also have used it for education. Like if you go to eth.build, it's just a website of like me using the tool to talk through all of the fundamentals, talking about right. how private keys can be used to sign messages and and recover them on the other side, talking about how we could have a distributed ledger and how uh, even like leading up to consensus and how proof of work works and then smart contracts, like all those topics. I think even there's a meta transactions topic, but a lot of those topics, I just kind of like use ETH build to teach. But mm-hmm. it's also a tool, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of a clunky tool. You can't even copy and paste. <laughs> nice. Right, right. <laughs> How do you think about, um, I guess, education and teaching? If if someone's coming in with, I, I don't know, I'm sure you have a bunch of different personas in your head about who's getting involved in the Ethereum ecosystem. But what do you see as like the happy path for someone who like knows about the tech and is like, cool, this is really interesting, but like, how does it actually work and how do I do anything with it? It's yeah. So first of all, just like getting in, it's super decentralized, right? Mm. They may end up at Crypto Zombies. They may mm-hmm, end up mm-hmm. uh, at ETH Build. They may end up in like a, a whole lot of different entry points. Mm-hmm, Even at mm-hmm. Ethereum.org has like a hundred mm-hmm. different paths once right. you get to Ethereum.org. So my my happy path, and usually when I talk to a developer and I go through their story, because I like to hear a lot of their stories and figure out like you know what, how can we do that better? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I always. I, I I feel like they're they were similar to me where they used a tool that was clunky and they got frustrated, and so my happy path is if you start with scaffold ETH, you sort of start with everything kind of standing up and you can kind of tinker with that and learn. And I feel like the the learning curve is so much quicker when you can iterate quickly and you can mm-hmm. just like oh okay I'm gonna learn a mapping today I'm gonna throw a mapping in there I'm gonna have a little decentralized bank that's gonna keep track of people's balances and once you get that you realize like solidity is pretty simple like it's it's a simple language it's hard to master of course but you can quickly prototype things with scaffold eth and then that this so this is the long run though this is the the tour of duty is as what a lot of us have called it it's just sort Mm. of like once you have the language there's so much more there's it's it's not just product market fit but product market fit is a lot of it like getting users finding things that are interesting but also just like learning how the ecosystems components are are laid out and and what those components can do so it's not just like the solidity you get up the solidity curve and you think i have conquered the world <laughs> but from there you have to use that knowledge to mm-hmm, to really mm-hmm. like build a bunch of things and and really like right. fail like how many things have you built matt that like oh, <laughs> all of them. you know like it takes your fifth or so <laughs> well, it does take like five or six turns usually though <laughs> all of the things i like that yeah 
No, I, absolutely. I use this analogy about making prototypes where I'm sending ships down the gutter and everyone hates that analogy because it mm. sounds like the gutter. I'm like throwing them away. But I'm thinking right, of like, right. you're, you're like origami. I'm crafting these little boats and I'm yeah. putting them in the water. And the it's ones like the that regatta. make it all the way down were successful. Yeah. You ever did the like, <laughs> uh, the like Boy Scout regatta? Oh, I remember that. You build a little boat and put it down the little. It's oh. like a oh, like yeah. a gutter oh, yeah, river yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow, yeah. that's a big nostalgia hit. Yeah, so it's exactly like that. <laughs> Which is uh, just a shout out to Galeas, or how do you pronounce the? Yeah, ooh, another shill. Uh, uh-huh. Galeas, yeah, Galeas, yeah, Galeas. Io, which was, was so probably... early. One of my first pro. Yeah, this would be like late 2017. Wow, yeah, that is it crazy. has. It has NFTs. It has like the NFTs are craftable. So you, if you go to G A L L E A S, still works. It still works. However, there are no boats in the harbor. So the the thing is, the harbor is there for you to buy boats. Right. And I have to have I have to have timber in the harbor to craft the boats. And I ran out of timber. And so wow. I, like I'm waiting for the chain to sink on the box and I just have been lazy and I haven't gotten back into it. But yeah, you can't I mean, buy a boat yeah. on Galeas right now. But okay. you can see all the boats there. There's a marketplace. So the idea is There's, crafting, yeah, yeah. tradably trading, like NFTs that own other NFTs. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And 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 it's sort like, of it's sort of weird that that the whatever the community hasn't I guess because you can't buy anymore. Is that maybe why people? Because this is oh, like, this is so- like side chain too. So this is all uh, like yeah. in preparation for what's going to happen this summer, right? Uh, like we, yeah. we've been building these side chain games yeah. for years, yeah. And we're finally going to have uh-huh. these this kind of experience, but with the security uh, uh, guarantees of like L1 Ethereum, which is like that's that that's why that's why I said it gets my head spinning. The, right. The that's the implications magic. of it. Yeah, because yep. at least for me, like. I, I get the idea of making a side chain. I get the idea of, um, you know, just doing a completely separate chain with Cosmos or whatever. But if it doesn't have that economic security of Ethereum, it doesn't feel like true ownership. Yep, and 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 the composability there too, right? Oh, like, and composability, the, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, like the composability of like me being able to make a ship in Galias and then have that be in some other game, and I have like no permission to even do that. Like right. that's. That's that's gonna be fun. Yeah, integrating Lots, so much with... experimentation is gonna take off too. Totally. Yeah, I feel like as soon as um, I mean, there are a lot of infrastructural projects that, um, like Uniswap, for example, or um, I don't know, just it's like name any music. I can't think of anything right now. But like, okay, Uniswap. <laughs> it's like Uniswap is like a a necessary primitive for so many other things. Um, if we're talking about the like DeFi Lego blocks, um, mm-hmm. in particular. And so once those are those exist in these other chains that have economic security tied to ETH mainnet, like I think that's going to be you know a huge explosion moment where it's like cool, we can do the things we were doing on mainnet much more accessible. And then what what else does that enable? It's totally new. What's launching? Like what's launching and when? What's the mm. timeline for that? Do you are, are you? I mean, does are you following know? that very closely? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're so excited about it. It well, like I think Arbitrum is actually like technically on mainnet. I think that oh, wow. like all of these things have other 
probably new bottlenecks right when you and right. so I, I don't know a ton about it but i know optimism was supposed to be live i think they'll be live more toward the end of this summer i, I were don't were they a know, little too optimistic I, I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> entry level, oh, entry level such joke. a great team yeah yeah <laughs> entry level show. you you got your first nft sir right right, 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 right. good job <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I mean everyone working on these things it's clearly like absolutely incredible at mm -hmm. what they're doing right like, these are very hard problems very um, hard yeah yeah um so yeah i guess optimism arbitrum um polygon is doing their thing which i'm not so familiar with um yeah yeah it's how, i don't know yeah. it's exciting you have to be careful calling a side chain layer two and the the, right. the intricate details in, right. in between there it's so and i try to just steer nuanced. around it <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> right yeah, it's it's really hard to have like a concise label for these things at the moment because the definite the like category theory of what is this thing is so undefined, and it's like cool yeah that's like a side chain that inherits some security but it's not totally secured by the base chain so is it a side chain is it a layer two is it a, a um what else and there's so many other um is it a virtual chain like there's so many different things, hmm. but yeah I'm excited for that I'm excited for that. Do you have any like explicit plans for what happens when um whichever your preferred sidechain or layer two um is like stable <laughs> launches like once it exists what do you what do you want to do we're definitely playing with like a couple games mm -hmm. uh so first of all like crafting is going to be so much fun right yeah like nuts and bolts and and you know like who 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 knows what kind of fun stuff we'll craft together of of maybe existing things right when right mm -hmm. you could bring you can bring some mainnet things in when gas is low and just keep them there and then have all of those to to uh, build on we we were talking about doing kind of like a minesweeper game that kind of i don't know if it would be zk or commit reveal but some kind of mm. it's hidden it's hidden and you you reveal it and maybe mm -hmm. the reveal is actually deterministic from like the block hash or something more random mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but a discovery game where it's sort of like a group of people are kind of around a shared screen and you're sort of like doing the minesweeper thing of like clicking on a block and mm -hmm. then it's revealed mm -hmm. and it kind of reveals deterministically and you mm -hmm. can discover NFTs or you oh, could, fun. yeah, I don't know, or it blows up or something like that. Just <laughs> like little games like that, right. just little mechanics right. are, are like just going to be the start of it. But like if, if we, we even had like a push the button branch of yep. scaffold e, yep, 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 which yep. was just just like a smart contract that would keep track of the time and if mm -hmm. you push the button then it kept going yeah but that kind of a branch is perfect for anyone like oh you want to make a game start with the push the button and then like just extend it right mm -hmm. so lots of like base layer stuff and, and generic components for like maybe building a game or something beyond that mm -hmm. soon mm -hmm. and i'm also building a game low key that's basically gamifying scaffold eth and the onboarding process oh fun so kind of making a new like crypto zombies but for scaffold eth in 2021 kind of thing crypto really zombies oh wow i've just finally wasn't remembered. that a good one there we yeah. go yeah wait for for the benefit of the viewers and filling in the gaps in my memory what was crypto zombies oh no i think i cut out sorry uh, -oh. I, uh so crypto zombies was like a Oh man, it was like a solidity tutorial. It felt like a flash game though. Right. Like they made it feel like like a Facebook game from like 2009. Mm -hmm. And it, it was like very uh but it, and and it's crypto kitties had just come right? out so they they yeah loom network uh -huh. and they like dove into like DNA and stuff at first. I think you want to I think you want to 
get to the solidity and show the solidity and start building mm -hmm, interesting mm -hmm. components. But they did a good job of just kind of gamifying That's it and right. kind of just holding holding your hand through step a little solidity. Step by step, write yep. the solidity to build the game, and then they, yep, 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 yep totally. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, really fun. That's what I, I feel like there's, there, again, like there's so many different places that people come into the ecosystem and mm -hmm. we want to be thinking mm -hmm. about different ones. And like, maybe you're a hardcore developer and you'd never play a game. I want to have something <laughs> for you where you can get the TLDR and go. Yeah. But maybe you want something softer or more interesting. Like, let's have something more entertaining, too, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just kind of like try to fill those gaps. Totally. Yeah. Goodness. Uh, actually, good question about um, the Ethereum.org. You mentioned like the rabbit hole that is Ethereum.org. Um I noticed you have an Ethereum org email address. What's your role at the foundation? Word. Yeah. So the the EF supports me. It's yep. it's pretty awesome. Which like, seems really reasonable. Starting yeah, about yeah, a year ago. Yeah, I was gonna ago, say. I was gonna say. Yeah. It's it's lucky, man. I've been, <laughs> it uh, it's funny with the Akita stuff. Uh, some people are just brushing it off like there's not that much money here. And for yeah. a guy that's been like. Scra scrapping and building and scrapping and building for so long to get yeah. funding for things yeah. those little bits go a long ways right but yeah i did i got picked up by the ef uh i think like october 2020 mm -hmm. hmm. is that right yeah about a uh, more than a year ago it was a while ago i got picked up by the ef and and they basically like i check in and we kind of go through all the stuff that we're building and there's some slight course corrections but at this point, like we're, I think I have a pretty good relationship with them, and we kind of just like, I just, hopefully, I'm doing my best, me. But uh, also, like, get in a room with a bunch of EF people, and mm -hmm. you'll feel mm -hmm. like the dumbest guy in the room. Like, I get some smart folks to kind of give me some good pointers along the way, but a lot of it is kind of just like self-directed Austin, keep keep being Austin kind yeah. of stuff. Which is, I mean, definitely the most effective thing they could do. Oh, I yeah. think is yeah. Whatever, whatever it it's, takes it's to hard. let you do your thing yeah. is is for sure the move. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you, man. Yeah, it's it's hard to like have a to do list sometimes, right? A lot mm -hmm. of this discovery mm -hmm. stuff is sort of like eh, I, we need to get out on the edge and try something out here, but mm -hmm. we don't know exactly what it's going to be, what it's going to look like, and and like jobs before where I had to like list what I was going to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Like at that point, if I'm listing what I'm going to accomplish, I'm like seriously limiting our possibilities. True. Like, <laughs> let, let me like go down a path. And like, I've historically been able to find things. You just kind of have to trust me to go yeah. down that path and find yeah. things. You got to trust the intuition along the way. Right. It's like the, uh, the curve meme, um, with the, with the bell curve. It's like on the left, trust your intuition in the middle. Like, let's, we got to measure <laughs> this. We got a, uh, mm -hmm. blue green deploy. We got to, um, do the different types, blah, blah, blah. We get a measure. And then all the way on the right is trust your intuition. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's yeah, funny. I, I always that. call it following your nose. That's that's what I call it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's what I do with Songaday too, all the time. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, it's like uh, whims. I call them whims too. Mm -hmm. you know? Just like yeah. if you can't, anytime, I don't know if this has been true for you guys, but like anytime, most of the time that I, I think I've talked about this before, but like, if I plan something out a lot, the more planning I do, the less successful it is. And the less planning yeah. I do, the the more successful it is. Mm, like, interesting. Even yeah. down to my thoughts. Like I uh -huh. find like if I even if I'm working on a song and I like I have a thought where I'm like the thought even 
comes into my stupid mind where I'm like, oh, this <laughs> this song might go viral. Like this song has some potential. Mm-hmm. That thought is enough to guarantee that it won't happen. Right, 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 right. right. But I have to. It has to be literally a pure thing of like I'm just doing it, mm-hmm. and I'm just like doing it because I just feel like it, and that's it's a whim. Yeah, and then those authentic when, whims. Like, something happens hundred percent like that's that's the most perfect expression of like being you and like whatever it is that makes you unique is your like to use the DeFi term like that's your alpha in the world right like <laughs> right, ooh, right. right? Like it's like that's that's the thing that makes you different from everyone else and it's like you you and your mind your body all of that the the unis is like an instrument and only you are like the player and can be yeah. you know the virtuoso of that and i think leaning into one's whims and just doing like what feels right is the most um both honest and effective way to engage with the world what if what if future you came back to leak alpha and didn't really <laughs> actually give you any details just told right. you to keep being yourself right. and then disappear right. Right. that's <laughs> the right. only alpha that they could get <laughs> yeah Right. That really is it. It's just like, yeah, just do it. Be yourself, which is, of course, like kind of a joke as well. But yeah, just be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the dream, though, I mean, Austin, though, the, the dream, though, really is that you like, here's a foundation who who is literally paying you and saying, yes, Austin, just keep doing that. Just keep following your intuition and being you. Like, that's the absolute dream, I think. In some yep. Ways. I- it, and it took a while to get here. Like, I of think course. ETH yeah. build was kind of my dream, and scaffold ETH was kind of a course correction. And uh-huh. man, I'm glad that I had it. There were there were some you know hard conversations to have with with some giga brains, but yeah. it led to me being a better version of myself and building right. something that's a better version for the ecosystem. So, right, right. You know, ETH build yeah. being more kind of um, uh, <laughs> there was a phrase from a conference that I did called. It was sage on the stage <laughs> where so it's just it's like the difference between someone being up on stage and like telling you how it is versus you experiencing how it is or like doing mm-hmm. it yourself. Yeah. And so it seems like ETH build was really more of like you being a teacher versus you creating the tools for people to learn themselves. Mm-hmm. Teach yep. Amanda fish. Kind yeah, of, I think kind so. Of deal. Yep. And and with ETH build, I was into the details of private keys and wanting to build little uh, kind of, you know, little gadgets. And I think it, it doesn't show off the, the the superpower of Ethereum, which is that, you know, that thin layer of just being able to create something on top of this decentralization. And mm-hmm. it, that gets you straight to the solidity. If you, mm-hmm. if you start with the solidity, you, you think of it, uh, I'm a decent coder. I'm going to think of the solidity as my back end. It's an ex- expensive async backend but if i think of it like that and i code it like that then all of a sudden this you know this whole realm of apps opens up to me and and that's that was not i don't think happening with eth build i think eth build was just a little bit more in the weeds and scaffold eth was more kind of on point and useful uh as a whole mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what were you doing prior what was like your last before <laughs> before then the before times it was so uh so I built, 
Galleas, and then I went to eat Denver and no, build... no, no. I mean, even before that, before oh, before DevOps. like yeah, I was like, so I have a, I have a, I'm an electrical engineer. I have like a master's in electrical engineering, and I've never uh, done any electrical engineering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I I immediately I was hired at an electrical engineering place, and it was like I started doing everything else, like HR and hi- like just <laughs> building a site to hire better developers, and then going and finding them and hiring them, like stuff that had nothing to do, but. I think the short answer to that, it was like, I was kind of a DevOps nerd. Like I went down the rabbit hole on Docker and containerization mm-hmm. and I built a piece of software called Captain that let you like, uh, kind of just orchestrate large swarms of things kind of before that was a thing. Hmm. And if, if I wouldn't have discovered Docker, I would, I would be a millionaire right now because I would have gotten into Ethereum earlier. Sure. <laughs> oh, right. Yep. Oh, yep. The the regrets are well, not regrets, yeah. but the the alternative paths are have never been so uh, visible. <laughs> Fish shake. Right. I'm shaking my fists yes. at you. Alternate <laughs> paths. <laughs> did did you guys meet for the first time at East Denver? What 2018? Probably. Was that? I think we met at non, New non, York. What weren't we in SF? Oh. No SF. Uh, uh, non fungible summit. SF. Oh right. Ooh. Mm. Were was you that, at the NFT which? summit? I feel like I you was, were. Yes. Yeah. I did we did Galleas. And That's the, right. we did a Galleas fishing contest. That's, That's right. why side. it looked so familiar. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I knew it looked familiar. I knew I remembered it. I was singing along with my best voice at the end. Yeah. Yes. For sure. You know, I've I've met more people lately who've been like, I was there for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I'm like, Oh, I wish I wish I had known you then. Right. Or I wish like I That's so funny. Yeah. That'd be a pretty cool thing to do is um or maybe find the list of everyone who went to that conference and then oh, do like a DAO or something. I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean you had that spreadsheet when we were doing right. OGNFT trying to bring people in. Right, right, right. You definitely have a spreadsheet with that in it. Yeah. The I, which I, and also it's like your notes from 2017, which were great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'd like written people's name and their Twitter profile and then like a short description of, of like who right. they are and like Billy, what they Billy should... Renan camp. Yeah. This guy F's. This guy F's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what, that's, you didn't really put that's that. Something just, like that. Absolutely. Good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Like, if I think about, what is it? It's just like, you know, if I think about who you want to start a DAO with, you just want to start a DAO with, like, all your cool friends. Like, right. That's it, right? It's just yeah. like. OG NFT that, DAO, there it is. All I mean, caps. That is, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I'd be so there. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of acronyms. OG NFT DAO. <laughs> but it would... To be part of it, you have to stake uh, uh, a shitty NFT right. from 2018. Exactly, like, like some we, trash. The metadata has to be broken. Right. Uh, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Something really, really garbage. We'd have like a white yeah. or a, an allow list of projects that have failed. And then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's really good. Oh, that reminds me of Kelvin doing... Uh, the brain fuck i i just said f for it but now oh, i have to fine. say the word but he did the brain fuck interpreter where yeah. you would burn a crypto kitty and based on the genes of the crypto kitty it would execute within the the brain f Whoa. interpreter and give you an output Whoa. like that that was way back then too like imagine all Wait, that can stuff i do that now that's amazing i want to burn yeah. my kitty oh, yeah. yeah it's right here look at this i i don't remember this this is amazing so the wow. goal is you want to breed cats to get the right genetics right. to then that happen to execute, execute the the correct code wow. to say something or whatever. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wait, that's really yes. fun. That's like an amulet. It's 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 it that is like idea. an amulet. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. 
So, um, okay, so amulets, I've seen, you like type in some text, and if you get a bunch of eights within mm-hmm. the hash of the text, it becomes a valid amulet. Yeah, exactly. But is there another mechanic there, or is there... No, that's it. Um, I think okay, the there's idea... no burning of it or anything. No, it's like no, you're just trying to get as many yeah. eights as you can, yeah. But what I think would be cool is also like the amuletness of any um, digital object, yes. because yes. obviously the the, you know, the media, some of it could, is on chain, some of it's not, but like all media like there's there's some sort of canonical representation that could be hashed in some way um mm-hmm. to produce a, you know a hash and then check it for eights i really quite like that idea of like cool cool, cool this is a crypto kitty but it is also an have? amulet right yeah or like, i like yeah. that idea too um i like that Ooh, and that like way what like, kind of crypto punks are right. amulets there's got to be what's really fun mm-hmm. because it's a uni- like the universal substrate of all of these digital objects is the blockchain and amuletness is a hashes, digitally yeah. native um like shiny pokemon kind of thing um, yes really and quite fun eights, and it could be any number right eights it could be any number it's just like arbitrary eights, yeah. yeah eights are like lucky or eights like, are lucky yeah eights are I yeah. thought sevens were lucky like sevens seven, are seven, lucky seven, like eights are lucky pot. um i think in the <laughs> East, particularly, and sevens ooh, are just kind ooh. of fun in the in the West. Um, ah. But yeah, I I yeah, like that idea. A lot. It's like a super lucky age, right, in Japan. Oh, is it? I yeah, cool. I believe that's that. Yeah. Oh. Huh. I could be wrong, but I think that's a thing. Yeah. Well, number. What's the number theory called? Um, n- numerology or whatever. Numerology. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun. I was actually um, the NF gas uh, project that ooh, OX Mons came that. out with. Yeah, you saw that. Um, for for context, it's called nfgas.xyz. Google it. Um, I think so. And you <laughs> really good performance art slash conceptual art. Oh, is, I just it's an saw NFT. this. Yeah. yeah, it's an NFT that you can only purchase and transfer using a specific gas price, such that each NFT is denoted by a specific gas price in GUI. So if oh, you want fine. NFT number ten. You can only mint it with a transaction that is executed with 10 guay as the gas price, um, which means if Ethereum is congested, not only can you not mint the thing, even if you've minted it before, you can't transfer it until Ethereum is not congested anymore, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, it's such a neat mechanic. I love and then that. If it, you it, want, it's yeah. a, oh, I love it. It's super good. And if you want the, like, because it's from 1 to 1,024, and if you want, like, 1,024, you burn... Um, you know, a thousand twenty-four guay, which is I don't know at this point, like it's a thousand something dollars, um, just to the miner to mint this token, which is hilarious to me. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, and I brought that up because we were talking about something <laughs> relevant. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking? Got to rewind the. Yeah, yeah. Just like neat little tweaks that you can make. I think right. that like going, we keep, we keep like pulling at this thread. Oh, and eights, I think that this, eights, 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 oh, eights, the eights. eights. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And weird arbitrary rules in someone, the contracts. Someone has already minted 888. Yes, as they a, have. On, as a gas. Yeah. As a oh, number. right. That's why we brought it up is because I was trying to think about numbers that were relevant to yeah. between to, 1 to and 1024. To blockchain right. or to anyone, really. And so, yeah. you know, obviously the first one is like 420 and then 69 and then 888 and you get your 777. 1337. 1337. Oh, outside of the range. Um, oh, it is. It's yeah. got to be within oh, 1024. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, cool. What Wait, numbers so 1024 is the highest? 
is the highest that the NF gas contract okay. will accept. Yeah. Oh. And so, yeah, numerology came into play there. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I want to get a cool number. And also, if you look at the the mempool for this contract, it's a bunch of people trying to claim the eight and nine gas prices, the one and everything, just like hoping mm. that a miner <laughs> puts it in. <laughs> Oh wait, could you use a flashbot to or like um Ooh. 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 You totally could. You oh, could just wait, pay a flashbot to bring your transaction in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you would just say, I want the NFE NFT number one and you would right. set the GUI to one and you would sign the transaction and you'd yep. pay a miner to yep. put it in the block for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's gotta, gotta do, do it. it. Cause it's never gonna be one yep. GUI anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way you could get it in. M M E V, it's Matt extracted value. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. Yo, what good. about cuds? We what about the Yo, kudzu? The kudzu. Uh, and like the kudzu spreader. Yeah, spreader. that was really great. How how is that gone? Is that? Oh, you. I mean, at least it, in is the it, is the hype over. I think the hype is definitely over, but it's something <laughs> that I would like to keep the hype uh, going towards. Yeah, I think in the in that graph that somebody tweeted. Um, you were you were pretty you you were a, a super node in that graph a super spreader <laughs> yeah prolific yep. as as was my yeah. uh, kudzu because of the open sea uh, thing that I was doing which, which was, is brilliant you yeah. so so that was the cool part again another small tweak to right. NFT he tweaked how the transfer function worked where right. basically you keep your version and it mints a new one to the other person mm -hmm. based on the genetics of yours on mm -hmm. transfer mm -hmm. so Matt you set up uh, an auction and someone could buy buy basically your uh, chance at your genetics right and and when they pay for it they basically get a little clone of yours and you right. keep yours and you can keep Just auctioning sell it, it again yeah. so cool really fun so dope I I actually Actually, this is a really great con this is a concept that I've been thinking a lot about and I'm interested in your thoughts Austin is um part of what makes me so excited about digital ownership is this concept of having like a wallet with things that I own in it and then of course we get into like social signaling and social networking blah 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 um a lot of information that I would like to flex in those social situations via the wallet like whatever context it is um is not necessarily denoted by an nft that i currently own for example um the fact that i used to own something i think is nearly as valuable or just as value i mean it, it's valuable to me um as the fact that i own the thing right and so i'm playing with this idea of like ghost tokens where it's a token that is minted on transfer to the current owner and uh, uses like some degraded version of the original tokens you know media such that you can be like yeah i used to own the crypto kitty blah 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 and then i sold it to this person or like i used to have um i don't know some digital thing and then it was passed on or like uh with zoink and the alien right like he was part of that mm -hmm. history mm -hmm. um and that's just as or not just as but it's like a useful piece of information that right now is just culturally known but not and, it, and it's on the blockchain, right? But it's just not accessible. And so I'm like curious of, of your thoughts on that and like the other information that would want to be tokenized, so to speak. Um, uh, so but more importantly, it's funny like that visible. Jonathan and I, yeah, 
Jonathan and I are actually thinking about this exact idea of you have an NFT, but then you burn it for some physical good and you want to keep the NFT. So we just, we built directly into the NFT contract, just a little ghost flag Mm -hmm. and it's just flagged true once it's burnt. So when you burn it, it doesn't go to zeros. It's just flagged within the the contract. Mm -hmm. And, and the tricky part there is I want to show it ghosted in OpenSea. Right. Which means that, like, my OpenSea manifest has mm-hmm. to change. Absolutely. And and what I'm thinking is, that then it's, like, not immutable. It's not an IPFS. And so what mm. I'm wondering is if I have if I have both versions of the token in IPFS, the ghost mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. and the non-ghost mm-hmm. version, yep. and, there's, and both of them are stored on behalf of the NFT, yep. and when you ghost it, it, like, switches the, that other, the token yep. URI. Yep. Yeah, so the Absolutely. URI is still immutable. It's yep. still there, and you could switch to the... And then in OpenSea, you see it, like, turn into a ghost that, yep. that you burnt it. So that's that's like one side we've been thinking totally about. Totally would work. Yeah. On the other side, like thinking- I mean, to be clear, and to be clear, the ghost token thing is something Matt's been talking about forever. Don't. And when I was thinking about this project, I was just like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. This is for the Matt's, ghost for, the, for Matt's ghost token. Yeah. Dope, dope, awesome. And yeah, and then I spend an afternoon throwing it in a contract. I we let's keep this this iteration loop going. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other side, thinking of can you mint someone new an nft if they've ever owned another nft mm-hmm. is kind of hard right because it's not like written it's like into the events of the contracts like you almost would need some kind of like ownership yeah. oracle you could just like flies it. in the face <laughs> right it, it's Let's not see. perfect you could you like oh, i see up. you would you would generate your own merkle yeah, yeah okay off yeah, chain yeah, 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 but yeah. yeah 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 but also I was we thinking did a merkle about... nft thing yeah you would yeah i saw I th- that on um biddlegiddle word yeah word. the um other idea i was thinking was like a generic um a generic contract that it, i guess it would be kind of expensive but the idea is that, is that anyone could mint any token from it and so the token ids that you minted would just be random or auto incrementing or whatever and as you minted it you would have a um you would you would mint it as part of a transfer event from an existing nft contract such that like when you own it'd be like ghost nfts the contract and then it would have a pointer stored in the contract back to the original um such that uh your wallet sees the ghost token follows the pointer back to the original and then maybe there's some standard opacityness or whatever to apply such that it's like cool used to own this as a block blank and um that's your like generic and then any nft can plug into that instead of like re- re-implementing ghostliness on their own so you would wrap it um, how, it how would the where it, okay so this is a mm-hmm, smart mm-hmm. contract that so, yeah I, I think i missed some of it yeah no worries <laughs> so i'm thinking like a smart contract that is an nft um that allows anyone to mint such that when i have like a normal nft and i transfer it to someone else during that transfer event the ghost token is also minted to the message sender oh um, and the ghost okay. token just has a reverse link to the original token that the person owned. Um, and then wallets think, know how to interpret that. Check out, check out torchy.club. Torchy club. <laughs> this is low key, a little project I'm working on. If you go to torchy, T O R C H Y dot club, there are these two torches. And so the, the torches themselves are an NFT contract and you send the torch from person to person but once you've held it once, it uh, generates you an NFT of the torch that you hold in your wallet. 
so it's kind of similar to this, but maybe not exactly. No, but exactly. It kind of this has is this the ghost token. Hundred percent. Yeah. Neat. Neat. Yeah, I love this, and I would like it to work for anything right like i'm passing the torch on all digital ownership all digital right. owned things right um and i would love to have some sort that is of... like literally the concept to passing yeah. the torch in it's fact maybe that's even a better is that a better oh it is absolutely than the ghost token because, yeah right because because it, it, the torch metaphor is so good it's like mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. here now you like you're saying with zoink it's like na now you carry the torch for a while and the the um What's better about it is it implies that in the future, it implies the passing of the torch again versus right. Like, yeah. Right. And that's, that's something that I think we're seeing in the ecosystem right now with, especially with the one of ones is there's an incentive to not move it forward. Well, there's a bunch of incentives in so many directions, but one of the incentives is to not move <laughs> it forward because then it's no longer in my wallet, right? Like any proof, any, you know, we're, we, we, we're talking about digital objects and this like, context of showing them off all of that disappears as soon as you send it away um and like as a human i don't like that <laughs> um and so it's a disincentivization against like you know sending something exactly. along exactly yeah yeah and so i think it'd be I, cool i mean like we could give props we should probably give props to how good the wallets are getting mm -hmm. like how dope my nfts look in my rainbow wallet mm -hmm. or my mm -hmm. argent wallet like the the uh the the infrastructure to display the NFTs has really gone up. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. And it is like a complex uh, problem as well. I'm working on something called Use NFTs where it's trying to turn any NFT into, uh, it like parses metadata and returns like a very specific and standardized way of like, here's how you render this. It is an image with this alt text or like it's an SVG. Here's the SVG kind of thing. Um, and because yeah. like so many different NFTs are deployed with such so like, many little tweaks to yeah. like how the metadata is parsed, how you display it. Yep, hundred totally. percent. Yeah, and like Neat. as a wallet builder, I don't yep. want to do that work. In fact, nobody should be doing that work <laughs> more than once, right? Like, I just want to display this thing in the best way. I was kind of thinking the graph was going to do that. I was kind of thinking yeah. I could just query NFT data from the graph. Yeah, I guess that didn't. Maybe. Um, you can query NFT data. They don't do okay. metadata parsing. Yeah, so you just okay. get the you just get the token metadata raw and have to do like okay, cool. OpenSea uses animation URL, and then other platform uses video URL, and then oh, this project encodes its SVG as base sixty four, and oh, this project uses image underscore data and then doesn't encode the SVG as base sixty four. Mm -hmm. And it's like mm -hmm. cool. Those are this all is... the same thing um yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep i so i made a nifty viewer what just oh, cool. i think it was oh, uh, for matt yeah. stevenson mm -hmm. but i i don't know i think i i don't know who no 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 it was for billy leading into og nft he wanted to display anyways i built an nft viewer there's just like a generic here's how you you put in your token contract but it's exactly what you're talking about is you put in your token contract, you get back the tokens, and then you have to massage them into displaying. Mm -hmm. And it's different for every one of them. <laughs> but like that's what I did in the in the branch. There's just like four different comment sections. And it's like, okay, now if you get to here and you need to do this, you know, uncomment this one if you need to do this. And I just went down the path with a few different ones and then just kind of like left those comments in there. So when the when someone pulls that nifty viewer, it's just kind of like a choose your own adventure with how to get get through that. But it's definitely a manual process. Yeah, hundred percent. Um 
Well, we could talk about this stuff for hours, and we have, and we do. <laughs> uh, but we're reaching the end here. I'm mm-hmm. curious, Austin, if there are any projects. I mean, we've talked about a lot of them already. Um, I think NF Gas is probably right up there right now. Are there any projects that you've seen lately that have led, that have really blown your mind? That have like just totally uh, done it for you? I think like a lot of the DeFi and leverage stuff kind of like it doesn't do it for me, but it blows my mind. Yeah. I think mm. that the the stuff that does it for me is in more of the NFT realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guys that I kind of like have mentored a little bit with Scaffold ETH has built. So also like low key name drop. I think he's like an MIT student or something. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he did not get all this knowledge from me. <laughs> I mentored but he's building him. Yeah. This, yeah. I taught yeah, him everything yeah. he knows. Yeah. Uh, right. Everything he knows. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He he's created this thing called uh patron like patronage. I don't know. It's it's patronage, but it there's there's a there's an accent on one of the vowels. But the the patronage model basically the 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 cool thing is that it, it's in a post bonding curve world when your curve is full, mm. there's this new patronage system that kicks in that is like a taxation and the 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 nft can't be moved if your taxes are delinquent mm-hmm. and there's even some kind of like artist liquidation thing that happens mm-hmm. and the the money all goes back into the contract and feeds the mm-hmm. curve so it like tries to keep up with the curve's price right. even beyond the curve it's some like downward pressure so on that um yes exactly yeah and i had him present i can't really share a youtube mm-hmm. link if you go to my youtube and search for patronage <laughs> mm-hmm. uh I, i've got a youtube i can't even really put a link i'm gonna yeah. I'm, i just pasted a link to the youtube for you we guys. will <laughs> add it to the show notes I, yeah we, no, we always say we'll add things to the show notes and then we never do yeah, yeah. but we'll, we'll yeah. add this yeah. one to the show notes <laughs> if you, that sounds if you amazing though add in yeah add in really this good one. and then that downward pressure is like incentivization for people to participate slash um you know if you want to move the thing you gotta support the artist blah 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 exactly yeah, cool yep. stuff and and like building that right into the nft not into some platform so you could wrap it or move it somewhere mm-hmm, else like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it sort of defends against some some of those attacks and still uh funds the artist beyond the curve and then it uses just like a typical bonding curve for like the first you know say there's a thousand of them like the the curve is basically it's in curve mode until the curve is completely mm. full and all thousand have been sold so you get instant liquidity you bootstrap your liquidity you can buy and sell them against the curve until it's full and then this other patronage model kicks in mm-hmm. That's and, fun. and like yeah i want to see someone put that you know out into production to see what mm-hmm. happens and mm-hmm. think of all the other neat things we can do post curve that that you know, once we bootstrap the liquidity, what can you do that, what can you play with? Right. Again, like, it's like a huge thread we're pulling out here, but like what little line of solidity can you change to invent something brand new? Fucking That's crazy, a good man. phrase. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it so really cool. is just like a line sometimes. It is. Especially yeah. with the conceptual art. It's, it's really just like a line and it's like, yeah, cool. That was it. I, I feel a thing. <laughs> <Ta-da>! Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Dude, so going back to Vitalik talking about uh, the the giving tokens to people, he I, I think he used Microsoft and Apple, but he he talks yeah. about how That's like what it was. and whichever side is on the winning side thinks yeah. that they're a genius that understands geopolitical <laughs> right. yeah. uh, finance, right? right? Like whoever wins of the two dummies arguing, right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah. like that there's there's still a lot of that in our ecosystem. There's a oh, lot of greed, man. Like people get in for money, and it's just like part of the disclaimer. You have to just 
and and you have to shill hard too. Like how yeah. <laughs> how yeah. how hard did we shill here? You have yeah. to shill these educational tools. Like mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying. To, I'm, I'm basically shilling shovels yeah. to gold miners. <laughs> I forget who said this. I forget who said this. But it's someone we know. It's a shiller be shilled world. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, you well, got to get the good truth, resources though. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um it's true of everything and it's especially true in this in this space. Un- unfortunately, but that's just the way that's it is. That's just how, yeah. And uh, it better to shill the entry points that we'd like people to see. Exactly. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um well, Austin, thank you so much uh, you know, for hopping on with us. It's been delightful and uh I feel like if anyone is interested and has not gone down the biddle giddle rabbit hole um right the sta- for the, the very small venn diagram intersection of people that listen to this podcast but have not <laughs> followed austin yet <laughs> um definitely do that <laughs> austin griffith on twitter just spell that Word. right just spell that normally yep. Yep. Austin Griffith on, so. on Twitter. Um, you can follow Matt at Matt G. Condon. You can find me at Song a Day Man. Um, we had, uh, I think next time, Matt, we should do our, our question idea that we had. Oh, yes. Our, great uh, idea. We'll do that. Where we, uh, where we, where we send ourselves fake questions with accents. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're sending yourself a slow pitch, but it's yeah. like, it's yeah. like you in the audience with a mustache right. yeah, on. Yeah, like, hey. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yes. We'll I, I wanted to call in. I had a question. Um, yeah. yeah, something along That's... those lines. Nice. Oi, I got a question. Oh, yeah. I got a oh, question I'm... for Austin Griffith. Yeah. <laughs> Just embarrass ourselves with our, our accents. That's great. Right. I um, do not have a good one. But yeah, thanks for coming <laughs> on. This has been super great. Thank Yeah, man. Thank thanks you guys. so much. Loved um, it. I loved it. Long time listener. Matt, before we go, do you want to say the ending thing? Oh, right, Austin, right, do, right. do you be listening? I, I don't know if anyone listens all the way to the end. Do you ever listen all the way in? Do you know what Matt's going to say? I don't know. Oh, really? yeah. No, I don't think this I bet is I the do. thing. I bet most, I do. most podcasts that I listen to, right. when they start telling their Twitter handles, that's when I turn it off. Right. You, know? you can feel the end coming, and it's like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I've yeah. got it. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't think like anyone really even nice hears you say it. I don't yeah. want anyone to hear me <laughs> um, say You're what so I'm about to say. Yeah, but say it anyway. That's, I think I that'll... will. And yeah. and let's see. I think um, Austin would also agree that <laughs> in order to succeed in this world, to enjoy life to its fullest, one must first get nifty. <laughs> get nifty. Get nifty. That's it. Yeah, I did know that. I just yeah. have a bad memory. Oh yeah. Get nifty.